Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. All right, we are talking leadership, teamwork, team building, dedication, everything, and that's why you know that you're listening to Solutions from the Huddle. I'm your host, Titus Bartolotta, but I get to do this show each and every single week with the greatest co-host in the history of the world, and that's Chris Allison. Good morning. How are you, sir? Titus, great to see you as always. Yeah. Look forward to more great storytelling today. Right. We've got a great guest to do just that. What's better than than just great stories, right? There's nothing better than that. I mean, I remember growing up and and seeing movies that I can't shake out of my head today. I've watched the same movie three, four, five, ten times. There's nothing better than a great story. And uh, and we have a person today that's going to tell us about his story, his journey, and all kinds of things. Uh, one of the things we love to do on this show is just remind people of what's possible, right? So this is a business and a life topics program. And I was inspired on the drive in today, Chris. I was sitting here thinking you know, that what goes up doesn't always have to come down. We can defy the laws of of gravity. I mean, when Jordan stepped off the free throw line and floated in air, everyone lost their breath. When when, when Michael Jackson moonwalked, it was insanity. And 60 years ago, men walked on the moon. What we can do is just incredible. And we're going to talk to somebody that has done incredible things today. So check it out. Our guest today, born and raised in Los Angeles, Ricky Price was one of the best prep players in the history of California, a McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk champion. He was unanimously named a USA Today top five player in the country. And those talents helped him go to Duke right here in the Queen City and become one of the only 75 people to ever score 1,000 points. He, he taught Coach K everything he knows. I'm just kidding. I don't want to get in trouble. But Ricky Price is on the program. How are you, sir? Thanks for being here. Pleasure to have me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got to tell you, man, such a cool vibe. We've had cool people, but we might have the coolest today. Hey, I just try to have fun. I mean, Titus, these guys have a good time at the ESPN studio here. Yeah. And so why why not do the same thing? That's right. I want to know about the journey. How does, we've we've got 30 minutes. It's going to go by so quick. Mm -hmm. Um, How does a person go from Los Angeles, about as far away from here as possible in this country, uh, and then and then end up being one of the best players in all of Duke basketball history, one of the greatest colleges for basketball in the country. How's that happen? Well, I was very privileged. Um, I'm very appreciative that I had the opportunity to play at Duke. But really, I wanted to challenge myself. Coming from California, where basketball was, you know, highly rated and very good, yeah. I wanted to go somewhere where basketball was at, at played at the, at the very best. And the, AC, the ACC was the best conference in America. Coach K was the best conf, best coach in America. And Duke, you know, was pretty much the best team in the early 90s. And so I wanted to be in an environment where I had to challenge myself, you know, each and every day. Most importantly, I wanted to win. Yeah. Well, as a two-time ACC champion, you definitely won. Uh, how, when did you know that you were going to be at the level that you could play uh, the highest level of college ball? Like, at what point growing up, middle school, where did you say it clicked? Because you were getting all these awards before you, you transitioned. Absolutely. I think playing AAU in the 6th and 7th grade really you know, propelled me to, to be one of the best players in my class. Okay. In the 7th grade, I was for sure one of the best players in my class. 8th grade, it continued. And I, and I continued to stay in that top 3 to 5 range. And as a senior in high school, you know, I was the best player in California. And um, you know, as a result, I was able to get a scholarship at Duke. 
and uh, and my career began and blossomed. Did you have people once people started to know that you were, were the real deal? Were you having people trying to challenge you for pickup games all the time? Because <laughs> I've they, never been challenged to a pickup game, so I know that that's a barometer of not being great. Um, they, they still do. I'm 43 years old, and I play pickup all the time. And if okay. I go to the wire to the gym, yeah, you know, I always got all this Duke gear on because they send it to me for free. Yeah, and they they see that I play the Duke, and they attack me as if I'm still playing. Look, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just here for cardio and recreation. I want to come out of this unscathed. Yes, but you know, when you wear that Duke uh, logo on your chest, I mean, so. um, people are always challenging you and going after you because they see that as a symbol of greatness and they want to they want to top that even in the uh local weekend warriors at the ymca so that's right it's crazy how that works that's right ymca you're getting a lot of plugs we're gonna need you to uh be a sponsor of the show there we go all right um so here's the deal though you want a, a slam dunk contest I, i've i've not had the privilege chris maybe you have i've not sat down and spoke to somebody that won a dunk contest at any level so I just I just got to ask you for a minute, like, what was that like? Because I remember watching it, and it's the most exciting thing growing up for me was to watch guys boom and have all these really cool, uh, artful ways of doing it. How was that experience? It was you incredible. It? You know, I grew up watching McDonald's All-American game, and I watched all the players before me play. I think the year before I won the dunk contest, Jerry Stackhouse won it. The year after, so cool. um, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant won it. <laughs> yeah. um, six years later, LeBron James won it. So I was in good company, yeah, great company, yeah. uh, to win that McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk Championship. Um, <clears throat> dunk Slam Dunk Championship. But for me, it was about you know just displaying my skills and just having fun with it. I, I, I was always a high flyer. I like to jump. I like to take off. I like to dunk. And uh, I wanted people to see, you know, my talent for what it was. But for me, it was just natural for me to, to go and compete. I'm going to tell you what really sucked about this, though. <laughs> I won the competition. Patrick Ewing was one of the uh, the judges. The game was in New York. And so afterwards, they give me this trophy. And this trophy is about maybe six foot tall. <laughs> and the first thing I'm thinking about is, how am I going to get this thing on the plane and get this thing home? <laughs> Come to find out, it was just for the photo op. No. So they so – they, they just have the trophy for the photo op, and then they give me this small plaque, and they send me home with that. I was, no, man, I, McDonald's, come on now. McDonald's, unbelievable. Are I, you kidding me? I was so pissed about it. I just knew I was going to have a, you know, because I was a trophy collector. I liked to have all the trophies back in the day. Yeah. Trophies, that was a thing. Yeah. And um, wasn't to be. All right, we know that McDonald's and Patrick Ewing are listening, and we need the trophy back. That's yes. Right. What I do want you think, that trophy Chris? back. <laughs> Former uh, Duke star Ricky Price here on Solutions from the Huddle, 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Uh, so, Ricky, just I know one thing, and we're going to get into this later more in-depthly, but one thing you're doing right now, you're training young athletes, mm-hmm. elementary, middle school, high school athletes in the Charlotte area to become great. Take us back to your early days. What did it take? I know, sure, you had talent, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of kids with talent. What did it take to become the best player in California in high school? It's amazing because I didn't have a trainer. You know you know what my training was? My mom would drop me off at the park at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday and pick me up at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd be there all day. Mm-hmm. And there'll be so many different people there at the park who are really, really good. And my education through basketball was learned on the hardtop pavement in California. Mm-hmm. Double rims, chain net, outside, let's get it. And so I had to learn and figure it out on my own, you know, how to get my shot off, how to defend a bigger guy, how to defend a pick and roll, get back in transition, not get back in transition, win a game, stay on the court, lose a game, have to sit three or four games. Mm. 
you know, and these are all the hard lessons I learned really from the streets. Mm. And so now fast forward to today where these kids have people like me who can actually walk them through how to be a great basketball player, teach them the fundamentals, you know, how to have a great jump shot, leave your follow through elbow in, you know, how to get into a defensive stance, how to be in great shape, offensive breakdown moves, all the things you need, you know, to make it, to make your middle school team and to make your high school team and, and be competitive to be in the field to get offered a scholarship. And I think about my career and how far could I have gone if I had something like that yeah. when I was coming up? Mm-hmm. You know, and so these kids now and today, uh, today's game are, are privileged to have something like that. You know, I've heard it said that those that can do, those that can't teach. Mm-hmm. Rarely can somebody do it and teach it, right? We see players that were just mediocre and then they end up being the best head coaches. Right. And then we watch folks that were exceptional, like all-star people. They go to try to coach and we're, we very nicely tell them, to, to stop coaching, right? We, we honor them, but they're not allowed to keep coaching and training. But rarely, it's probably a game changer that someone like yourself could be so great at the sport and then also so great at training and teaching uh, because you're becoming one of the most sought-after trainers in North Carolina. Absolutely. Well, I think my career was pretty good at Duke, but as a pro, you know, I didn't really have great stints in the NBA. I had a couple tryouts and summer league situations and veteran camp situations, but I wasn't a perennial NBA guy. And so now I go into the mode of being, you know, probably where my ceiling was college. And so, you know, and you just mentioned it. I think all the best coaches are are guys, you know, who are just really good players, but not great players. And so I kind of throw into that mode. And, you know, being a trainer is a little different than being a bench coach. You know, I can really focus on the on the fundamentals of the game and skill development. You know, as a coach, there's so many other facets you have to do. It's like almost being a CEO of your own company. You know, you gotta you gotta manage everything. I'm just managing one portion, one sector of the game, and that's skill development. And I, you know, it's I'm very appreciative of that because it, it really simplifies and it makes it easier, you know, for me. How dynamic is it to watch somebody go from having raw talent to everyday talent, seeing that spark in somebody and then developing it to where it's not a fleeting moment. Like, oh, that guy might be great. It becomes now their norm. How cool is that? It's great. I mean, my godson is a great example. His name is Caleb Carrawell. Chris Carrawell's son, another guy who played at Duke. He's now the assistant coach at Duke. Anyway, he's my godson, and I've been working with him since he was, I don't know, fourth grade. And I watched him develop and blossom into what he is today, and he was able to get a scholarship you know, to UNC Charlotte. He's a freshman there now, and he'll have a chance to start his career and be a professional. But to see him grow from what he was to what he is now. Now, he has the genetics. His dad was a player. You know, His mom was fairly athletic. He is 6'6". But someone had to take his hand and guide him through the whole process. And uh, me and his dad were able to do that. And to see his, his, his thing from start to finish, it's gratifying. Mm. And he'll yeah. have a chance to be a great college player, and he'll have a chance to be a pro and see all of his dreams realized. And I feel like I've, I've played a part in that, and it, it feels great. Yeah. You know, and we have a lot of business owners that tune in and listen to the show. And, and I think here's a really cool correlation uh, between the two. So how important is it when a guy or girl isn't physically talented, or, or you talked about the genetics, right? They're mm-hmm. not 6'6". Six, six. Their wingspan isn't what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe their, their, their vertical isn't what it is, right? And they're fast, but they're not fast, right? Mm-hmm. That would be on the athletic side. Is it possible for someone to still be great despite having those those things that truly help you along? And in business, location. I hear a lot of professionals that say, you know, my, 
my actual business where it's located mm-hmm. is not helping me, right? But he, but the guy across the street, oh my god, the guy across the street, man, he's got the he's got the best location. He's got this. He's got that. Right. So there's definitely things that contribute to success maybe being easier, right? I don't think success is easy, but how how do you speak to folks that don't have some of those natural things to make it so darn easy? Because we still see success stories, you know, like a Muggsy, like someone that doesn't have it. It's going to be cliche when I say this, but it's really based on hard work. Okay. What yeah. are you willing to do to get what you want? Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I saw Nick Saban and Kobe interview each other, and they talked about that. You know, everybody wants to get to the NFL. Everybody wants to shake the commissioner's hand, give him the little man, the man hug. <laughs> but what are you willing to, go to, to do to get to that point? And then I see Jay-Z on a video the other day and he talks about the same thing where, you know, you know, I see you on the jet, you know, you want to be on the private jet and you want all the accolades, you want all the albums, you want all the platinum, you know, um, but what are you willing to do to do it? And I think all the greats, all the all time greats, they're synonymous with hard work. You know, how, how hard they work to get to where they are, how they hone their craft and basketball is no different, you know, and sometimes if you don't have the measurables, you got to work even harder. So I look at a guy like, you know, Muggsy Bogues you mentioned, Chris Paul, who are smaller guys, you know, who were extremely skilled. And because of that skill, they were able to overcome some of those physical weaknesses. J.J. Reddick's another one at Duke. I mean, this guy couldn't have been slower than molasses, (laughs) you know, but his work ethic as a shooter propelled him. And here we are 14 years later, and he's one of the, you know, best shooters in the NBA. And every year, sought after, sought after to be, you know, and, and to complete your team. So everything is synonymous with, 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 the, with the work that you put in. And that's what I try to instill with my kids each and every day is it's not going to be easy. And it's not going to come overnight. It's an everyday process that has to be done. And if, it, if you don't work at it, you're not going to get the results you want. How frustrating as a trainer, as somebody that understands how something can be developed, how frustrating is it when you see that someone has the tools and they don't use them, right? Because we can name, Chris won't let me, but we, I could name all kinds of tall people with wingspans in the NBA right now that ain't worth nothing, right? <laughs> right now, I mean, they could probably beat me in a pickup game, but we know guys and gals that have all these, these natural talents and tools, and maybe they don't have to work as hard as the person that you just talked about, and it's almost like they squander it, right? They could be, they could be. That's got to that's gotta frustrate a guy like yourself that sees potential and develops it. It does. It does. You know, and that's what separates, you know, average to good to great. You know, the great players, they approach the game a certain way. They do things a certain way. They take care of their body a certain way. They talk a certain way. They walk a certain way. They have a different they have a different vibe about them. And you can just tell greatness when you see it. When it walks through the door, you just know it. (laughs) And then you can also see average when you see it, you know, by their work ethic their approach, how they talk, how they carry themselves. You know, what do you do, you know, throughout your day? You know, the greats are, they're pinpoint, they're detailed, and the average is just like, ah, I'll get to it when I get to it. And you see, and the, the proof is in the pudding, yeah. you know, and that's why there's Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard's, and then that's why, you know, there's, you know, um, other guys. I know you don't mention names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't want to get in trouble. Here. Right, right, right. I want somebody we got calling millions or, of people or, listening. Or, or, or tweeting you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did he say that? Yeah, not, you know, they won't get upset with you. They love you. Right. They cheer for the Duke alumni. <laughs> the, the Titus and Chris is getting in trouble. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Don't you dare go anywhere. If you're, uh, if you're listening live, keep listening. If it's on demand, you can fast forward. But at any rate, don't you dare go anywhere. We're right here. Solutions from the Huddle on ESPN Charlotte. 
Alpha Graphics Charlotte, located in Pineville, is a marketing and print solutions company that helps businesses of all sizes. They provide services such as graphic design, printing, signage, direct mail, promotional products, and expert project execution with the ultimate goal of promoting your brand to get noticed and get business. Contact Alpha Graphics Charlotte in Pineville today and let them show you all the different types of marketing and branding solutions that they can provide. Hey, this is Titus Bartolotta from Collaborative Solutions Group. Yeah, I'm an author. I'm a busy uh, business professional. I own multiple companies. But the truth is, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I am in my home all the time. I wanted to take just a quick minute and share with the whole world uh, that my good friend, Danny Castillo of Quality Air of the Carolinas, has done some amazing things in our home. They've helped to make our air quality far more clean, healthy, and pure. I recommend everybody take a moment to reach out to their company and find out how you can improve the quality of air in your home too. Think about how much your car does for you. Carrying you around, getting you to places on time, the kids do appointments, taking you for a night on the town, and even plays the radio for you while you're driving. So consider everything your car does for you. Isn't it time you did something nice for your car? Bring your car into your local Jiffy Lube for a signature service oil change with Pennzoil Motor Oil. We will check, inspect, and fill vital fluids, ensuring your car is ready for whatever you ask of it, and you won't even have to lift a finger. Get on your car's good side today with a signature service oil change at Jiffy Lube. All right, we're back right here. Solutions from the Huddle on ESPN Charlotte. We're broadcasting right here in the Queen City. Uh, but here's the deal. You don't have to live here to hear this, right? I mean, you can tune in locally, ESPN Charlotte, 730 The Game, or you can tune in anywhere in the world. We're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're where you can get podcasts. It's easy to be a part of the show. It's easy to listen to the show. It's easy It's easy even to sponsor the show. Is that right, Chris? Absolutely. And if you have any interest in sponsoring this show or marketing your business on ESPN Radio in Charlotte, my email address, chris at ESPN730.com. Chris at ESPN730.com. Would love to start that conversation. And right now on the show, Ricky Price played for Duke in the early 90s, scored 1,000 points, uh, one of very few players uh, that can that can take that to the, the real bank, deal, right? The real deal. You get a thousand points, you had a career, right? I don't care where I mean, I don't care where you're at, but if you're yeah. at Duke yeah. and you scored a thousand points, that's that's, right. that's even uh, even more crazy. Uh, Ricky living in Charlotte right now and is is training athletes and played for, of course, Coach Shashevsky, uh, the great the great Coach Shashevsky at Duke. We're gonna, you know, we talk about leadership a lot on this show, Ricky, and I'm just interested to to hear maybe a story or two about where Coach K displayed leadership to you and, and, and what, you know, how that looks from your eyes watching him do what he does? That's a good question. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that someone asks me, what is it like playing for Coach okay. K? What was it like playing for Coach K? I mean, tell me about him. Is he a funny guy? Is he serious? <laughs> he looks serious on TV. Right. Coach K is a great guy. And uh, we have a great relationship. Um, I see him often. You know, I, I do some um, work with uh, consulting with Duke Corporate Education run by um, – Rachel Kay, his daughter, and so I see him a quite uh, a quite quite bit. Obviously during the season, I'm at games, and uh, there's not a big a big thing that I do in my life without you know consulting him and, and asking him what he thinks or what direction I should go with. And you know we're able to have that open communication, and I think that's great. And one thing I love about Coach is that he understands that as great as he is, he knows that um, his greatness really relies on the players that have played for him. You know, he hasn't shot not one basketball at Duke. He's coached awesome, uh, a lot of awesome players, but he understands that the vehicle that drives everything is the players. And uh, he appreciates that, which is why he tries to still have those great relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, I consider Coach K one of the greatest coaches of all time. 
uh, regardless of sports. And I think he does it um, in one main way, and it's based on motivation. I think he's comparable as an X and O coach. You know, he can put together and diagram a play probably as good as anybody else can. But when it comes to motivation, he just has a way of getting guys to play above their level. And when you got the best players in the country year in and year out playing above their level, you got the best team. Imagine Kyrie Irving playing above his level. (laughs) He's already the very, very best at his position. Imagine Zion Williamson playing above his level and Marvin Bagley, and the list goes on in Grand Hill, and the list goes on and on. And he also focuses on the word team. You know, he never likes to individualize himself or each individual player. You know, everything's about let's do it together. And the only way we can do it is together. I mean, so he is the epitome of, of, a, of a team builder, you know, as a coach. He has a military background, obviously. That's one, of, that's one of the things, the main ingredients in the military. But he can really convey that on the, on the motivational side, you know, on all levels. And that's Duke basketball. That's USA basketball. I'm sure if he found some kids in the park, you know, he'll pull over and be like, oh, you know, you guys got to do this, this, and this, and you can just and – and that group will probably win all day. Mm. And so that's just his um, innate, you know, um, gift that he has. Mm. And it's been a pleasure to have him as a friend now and as a mentor and as a coach in college. You know, I'm sure you, you talk about getting him involved when you make major decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, mentors, coaching, it's so crucial. It's important. The most successful people on the planet – have somebody, you know, kings and rulers and dictators from thousands of years ago said, bring the wise men in here. I got to make a decision, right? right? It's not brand new to do that, um, but it's wise to do it. I would imagine that when you started your business, the business that you run now, which mm-hmm. I really want to, I want you to talk about, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine he probably, you probably rang his phone and said, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it this level, this level, this level, this level. Now I want to go win it this level. So tell us a little bit about the business and maybe how it was getting started, how, uh, how it was maybe picking his brain and you saying, you know what, um, we'll go from X's and O's to P&L's. How was that? Well, basketball is, is funny because, you know, when you play the sport and you're done, you know, there are three avenues that you can get into as a former player. You know, you get into sports marketing, you get into, um, you know, the, the TV booth, you know, do some, you know, um, broadcasting, or you can get into coaching. And so those are really the three avenues that most guys like to get into because it's what they know. And I was telling you before, I, I don't know a lot, but I know basketball. <laughs> I know basketball. And here in North Carolina, basketball is king. It's the primary and number one sport, and all these kids want to play basketball. They all aspire to go to Duke and Carolina. They all aspire to be professional players. But they need someone to show them the way. Yeah i.e. Ricky Price, Game Ready Skills and Development Training. This is where we come in, where we can guide you from start to finish on how to be a great basketball player. And these parents know that their kid probably won't make it to college. They probably won't have pro careers, but it's the journey that they're interested in. It's a mentor, somebody guiding them. The discipline that it takes to play the game is what they have interest in. And this is the type of stuff, you know, that I can, you know, make a pretty good career out of and pay my bills each and every day, yeah. you know, by people hiring me as a uh, individual and small group basketball trainer to help their kids you know, along the way. You know, talking to Coach K, for me, it was easy. Like, Coach, you know, I, you know, I, I want to I wanna, I wanna stay in basketball. What's the best way to do it? You know, I don't necessarily want to be a bench coach. I do love broadcasting and doing shows like this yeah. and talking about sports, and so that would be something that would be good. I think the uh, market is a little saturated, especially on the ESPN side with former Duke guys. Yep. But for me, 
to take control and be my own boss. You got to start your own company and start your own training company and be and, and really show these kids how to play the game at a high level through your eyes and what you've learned. Mm. And that's what Game Ready is all about. And um, I mean, it took me forever to think about what am I going to call my business? What am I going to call it? And I think the word Game Ready just... It really just awesome. It's it's such it, a good. It, it gives you everything. Yeah, you know you got to be game ready, and in, not just basketball, but in life. Yeah. And so much about basketball is life, with the academic portion and everything else. And so we prepare our kids from start to finish for everything. You know, a lot of people don't know that I too am a, 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 a you know a sports coach. Chris, you may not have known I, this. I didn't know that. You did or did I not? Did not. Yeah, um, I coached one season of 11 and 12 year old kids for baseball. Uh, probably much the same thing as Coach K. Same, same thing. And, uh, and, and one of the things that you, you just, it's indoctrinated when I played baseball, I would hear everyone say it. So I just repeated it while these kids were out on the field. What, what do you think I yelled? Everybody, you gotta be baseball ready, right? These are the kids that aren't paying attention. Right. When you say baseball ready, all the kids put their hands on their knees yeah. and they're like, oh, coach is looking. We gotta, you know, and I don't want these kids to get whacked in the face with a ball because they're playing in the dirt instead of paying attention. Yeah. So I yell, baseball ready. And what I love about the name of your uh, company is even though it's obvious that you're, you're the specific, it's basketball. I mean, you're not branching into other sports, at least that's not what you've told me, but the fact that you, you just said game ready, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so much sexier and cooler than right. saying baseball ready or basketball ready or football ready. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I mean, it just changes it. So when, I remember when I first saw that, it was like, God, that's so much better than saying baseball ready or any other. <laughs> just so smart, man. Right. I love the name. Well, it took me a while to figure it out, but I, you know, I love the catchiness of it too. Yeah. And I think it just, it really gives, you know, it really gives an overall feel of who we are and, and what we're about. And that word just captures everything. It does. How, are the parents, when they when they go to your website, which is what again? GameReadySD.com. GameReadySD.com? Right. So the full name is Game Ready Skills and Development. That's right. Training. That's right. And so the SD is Skills and Development. I love it. When they go there. Plus, they didn't have GameReady.com available. So <laughs> Listen, whoever's got that URL, come on now. We got McDonald's is right. screwing around. Right. Right. We got whoever has that URL is screwing around. Right. Patrick Ewan probably has that darn trophy. Yeah, I bet you he does. Uh, you don't know. He's in his garage does. collecting dust right now. That's right. And he just put it down his pant leg because he's so dang tall right. and six foot. Anyway, so, so we, we got beef with people. But here's the deal. When people go to the website and they learn more about you and they learn more about your business, are they going to actually get Ricky Price? Are they going to get the two-time ACC champion? Are they going to get the slam dunk champion? Are they going to get the guy that scored 1,000? Are they getting that guy, proven pro, that played in Europe and Asia and all that? Are they getting him to train their kids, or is it one of your trainers that's training the kids? Absolutely, and that's the key component. And I think this is why it's very important that I'm there. All right, and so every step of the way, I'm going to be the guy, you know, working with your daughter, working with your son. I do have two trainers that work underneath me who help me with the training. If I'm unavailable, you know, they can do some of the training. But, you know, I'm at 90, 95 percent of the training for all the kids. And it's important that they see me. And because at the end of the day, the instruction that they're getting is they want it from me. But that's also caused harm for me in my in my expansion, because how can I expand and grow my business you know, obviously I can't train 700 kids, you know, and so if we grow and we have that many clients, how can I touch them all? And so, you know, I've got to think about in the future, you know, how I'm going to operate and do that. I think I would have a select few of clients and then I'll have trainers and they'll have their select few of clients. But still, the overall training is, is my baby, how we do things, how we work, the drills that we do 
are going to all be originated and started, you know, from me. But, you know, in the future, i got to figure out, you know, how that's going to work. Right now, that's not an issue. We probably got about um, 80 to 120 kids that see us on a weekly basis. And so it works out. I can touch everybody. Uh, but if we grow, like I think we, we, we will, and that could be an issue. So hopefully I can either clone myself or, you know, me, <laughs> Titus, me, you look alike. So, you know, yeah. Well, we, we go to the same barbershop. Right, right. We same have, barbershop. We have that ebony and ivory thing going That's on. That's right. So we yeah. do. You know what? We ought work. to do a song <laughs> called Ebony and Ivory. No one's ever heard of that before. Um, as we close out the show, we're talking with Ricky Price, uh, Game uh, game Ready Skills and Development. So that's GameReadySD.com. Easy to go find out about it. Mm-hmm. What's the last tip for the parents at home that are on the fence? Maybe they go, gosh, I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if I can travel and, and commit to this, right? Because people are busy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, everybody running around talking about they ain't got no time. The mm-hmm. truth is we got plenty of time, right? Uh, we got the same minutes that Albert Einstein and Da Vinci and all these great people had. But uh, how do we cut the excuses? What's the tip for someone so they take action right now and go to, and go to the website and take action? I like the word investment. You know, I think more parents need to invest in their kids. And I'm not talking about clothes and, you know, shirt on their back. I'm talking about investment in something that they really, that's really positive and something that they really want to do. And most of these kids play basketball. And basketball is not just a sport. I mean, it's a lifestyle, but it's also, it teaches you discipline. It teaches you how to be a good teammate. And it teaches you different skills that you're going to need later on in life. And so being a team member, being around a team, the skills that it takes, the hard work and dedication that it takes can really help. And so if you want to invest in a good, you know, youth development program, you know, I think basketball is great, but I think game ready skills and development is perfect. And so the word invest is what I like to tell parents and that they understand that. And when you invest in your kids, you know, you can always reap the benefits later. There's no greater investment than that of, your, of doing it in yourself, right? I mean, self-improvement is, is where it's at. Hey, listen, make sure you tell everybody, I heard Ricky Price, motivate me, teach me, uh, grow me, and I heard it right there on Solutions from the Huddle on ESPN Charlotte. We'll hear and talk to you next time, right here, ESPN Charlotte. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to stay involved and engaged in the show, we ask that you come back every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. If you want to listen to the show on demand and online, be sure to check out all major podcast channels by searching for Solutions from the Huddle. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back.